Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to the Cricket Podcast. Hello everyone and welcome to the Cricket Podcast where we're wrapping up the fourth test between India and England. In the end, it was a fairly comfortable win for India, although, uh, although it was an engaging test match. The, the, the finale was a little bit of a procession as Shubman Gill and Drove Jarrell put their foot on England's throat. Max, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm all right. I'm all right. So I like... Um... The the title we've gone for on on the YouTube for this one just nice straight to the point. India win. <laughs> they did. Kind of sums uh, up how we feel about it. India win. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, like to 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 an extent, um, we said all of the important things that need to be said about this test yesterday. So if you're listening to this podcast and you want more of a deep dive, then head head back a day, and you can hear us talk about England's collapse and um, the. The pivotal thirty or so runs that Rohit and and um, Jais will put on last night. Uh, this will be a, quite a quick wrap up show just before we go to work um, and do our our real jobs. <laughs> but important, nevertheless, to to cover the key points of the day. Uh, before, before, yeah, exactly. Before we get to that, just a reminder that you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at the Cricket Pod. You could you should like and subscribe to the Cricket Podcast wherever you follow or watch speaking to you people on youtube mainly there and if you want to support the podcast directly patreon.com forward slash the cricket pod which you can find in the show notes is how you can do that from a miserly sum of just four pounds per month max do you want to summarize today's cricket sure so uh we all know what the what the maths was india looking to reach 192 england's trying to take 10 wickets that's where we were uh a decent start for India last night, left them 40 for none, and they picked up where they left off. Uh, England belatedly turned to James Anderson, and it didn't go that well. Um, they gave up with that plan, went back to the spinners. That didn't really work either, and it was 84 for none before Joe Root managed to um, get one to spit out the rough and catch Jaiswell's outside edge. And that was England politely knocking on the door 
and India not realizing that it was a, a canvasser trying to sell you um, some carpet cleaner, opened the door, had a peek through. England stuck their foot in, um, but not before Shub McGill and Drew Jarrell managed to slam the door back in England's face for the afternoon session. And um, they very comfortably carried India home after a, a reasonably sized wobble in the middle where Shah Bashir took three quick wickets and um, England had a sniff. But uh, like I said, Gill and Jarrell saw to that with um, with a plum, and uh, it was a, a pretty comfortable um, ride for the final 70 runs or so, as you said. Um, so there's a few things, I think, to talk about here. There's Jarrell and Gill's partnership. Um, when, you know, we talked about Jaiswal and Rohit yesterday, and I, I, think, I think when it comes to a chase like this, getting to 84 before you lose your first wicket makes things much easier and how mm. England bowled yesterday was was a problem as we discussed um so there there's that um then there's the the Gill and Jarrell partnership that gets in India over the line and then there's the question of whether England had a chance and I think we'll start with the hypothetical one first Max on this occasion did England have a chance so they they did they did cause a, a proper wobble and it was 120 for five at one point with a, a new batter obviously mm. That's what happens when someone's out at the, <laughs> at the crease. Um, did yeah? The I think the test match overall will go down as a match that England let slip. Did they let it slip? Maybe a little bit today as well. I I think they were always. It was always an uphill climb given the the start India got yesterday. I mean the the three quick wickets. I to put it in the context of me waking up to watch the cricket. Um, I checked the score when it was about 100-odd for three and went back to sleep for half an hour. And then it was 120 for five, and I got up and watched it. So that would say to me, I thought England had a chance, an outside chance, but enough of a chance that I thought this is worth watching and not just catching up on what happened at the end. Um, but ultimately, it was always going to be difficult, and Shubman Gill, Drew Terrell batted really well. I, I, don't, I don't think you can complain too much from England's side about them letting anything slip. I don't think, I mean, they were better than yesterday with the ball. I don't think they were particularly good after lunch with the ball. Um, they had sort of that that period where they took the three wickets and put a bit of pressure on, but I, I do think they they missed their lengths a bit this afternoon. Um, possibly, you know, a little bit of inexperience, bowling a little bit too too full. And I, and I think that made it slightly easier, but I, I, I wouldn't say that that was the reason... England didn't win. Like the reason England didn't win is because India played magnificently yesterday. England blew it a bit yesterday. And ultimately, Shubman Gill and Drew Terrell were very mature again and, and solid. They, um, they, they read the situation quite well. I mean, the pitch was turning a bit, but it wasn't doing anything dramatic. So they just prodded and poked their way um, single by single to... Um, closer to the target and then you know once it was pretty much done they had a bit of fun and finished it with a bit of panache but uh, i think ultimately you just have to give credit to to gill and, and jarell for for the way they handled it in that afternoon session yeah jarell picks up man of the match doesn't he um which is probably over to served yeah he gets 130 runs across the the test which is almost enough to cancel out england's second innings by himself <laughs> um which 
you know, it's, it's handy, isn't it? That leaves you with what 19 wickets or 18 wickets with the rest of the team. Yeah. If you mean, include I mean, it's not, out to get it's not just the number of runs, though, is it? Like, it's yeah, the when they came in the game, like the first runs came to stop India from falling too far behind when things were looking pretty dicey, and then today they came when Indy were under a little bit of pressure and he completely calmed things down and and uh, steadied the ship and um, in Kane Williamson fashion. So I think, yeah, aside from the runs themselves, the the importance of them and when they came in the match, they are the most impactful runs, I think, that anyone scored in this game, apart from Joe Root's 100. So um, very well deserved, I'd say. Yeah, and it's another, it's another probably slightly quietly, a quietly good knock from Shipping mm. Gill. Well, who for some reason was being called Solomon Gill on TNT Sports um, <laughs> by by Alistair. I, don't, I don't know where that came from, but um, he was he was Solomon Gill uh, for, <laughs> for for the UK TV audiences for about half an hour this morning. Um, Fifty two of one hundred and twenty four for him. No fours, two sixes. That's the way to do it, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, don't fours, fours are overrated, mate. Stick to the stick to the big numbers. If we don't hit a six, I'm not going to bother hitting a boundary. Right? Uh, no, in, in all seriousness, it's um, it's it's a run of three good tests for Shipman Gill now. Like he he was mm. under substantial pressure. Um, there there probably was a world where with Rahul and uh, Kohli fit, he might have been or available. He might have been the one that was dropped for the third test. Instead, he gets 34 and out 104. Then he gets 91 in the third test. And um, he picks up a total of 90 runs over the two innings in, in this test. Um, I've realized I've done that one test too fast. So that's actually the second, third and fourth test that, that I meant rather than the third, fourth and fifth because we haven't played those yet. Yeah. Or the fifth one yet. Premonition um, next week. <laughs> but that that that's um that it's it's another Indian player, another pretty young Indian player realizing some some talent uh, on the on the Test match stage. Obviously, we've seen him be very very good in white ball cricket, but trending in the right direction now. Max in in Tests, he's got his average over thirty. He's passed the Zach Crawley threshold. That's the Zach Crawley. Well, we know what happens yeah. once you hit thirty. It's just sky high from there on. Zach Crawley hit thirty and he hasn't looked back. He's now England's best, most skillful batter yeah. in in the history of Test cricket. So the sky really is the, li- the limit for Shubman Gill now. It's, he's got over the the big the big thirty. Um, and we I'm, know. I'm amazed, I'm amazed actually that that is like he's only just got there. That's that's surprising. Um. He's, yeah, I didn't realize his record was was that sketchy. But I, I, I guess like with the similarities to to Zach Crawley in terms of sticking with the guy that you think is the right man. You know, I mean, we were calling for Crawley to be dropped so many times. I'd imagine there's probably people in India who were looking at the way Shubman Gill was playing, saying, "Well, why is he still in the team?" Maybe this is, you know, these two cases are a little bit of evidence to suggest if you do really rate your guy and you think he's got. The, the talents, you do stick with him through maybe a quite extended fallow period. The question, obviously, is at what point you give up. Like, there's the sunk well, cost fallacy and all, all the rest of it. But, you know, I mean, showing a bit of faith in someone who clearly has the talent based on his one-day and T20 um, abilities and, you know, with the, the advent of maybe uh, a slightly more aggressive style of cricket, but... Jaiswal in particular is shown in this series, and and Rohit's shown a, a bit of as well. Um, maybe there's you know a lot of value in in 
using that approach as a selector? Well, I, I think as well, you know, as as Jais will learn from Ben Duckett, we could probably say that <laughs> Shub and Gill learned from Zach Crawley and India That's as a whole true, yeah. from England about how to select their team. Um, so, mm. if you are Indian, you're welcome. Um, <laughs> okay, we, we're doing this for free. We're, we're giving these lessons for free. We should we should at least all in the name of Chess Cricket. We should at least get the credit. I think uh, for that. Uh, one thing that struck me, Max, and um, uh, not to not to pump ourselves up too much, but I, I think we called it about right yesterday with the, the England being 50 runs too short here. Um, I don't know if you, if you had a look from a data perspective at run rates through, through the day over the, over the matches. Um, but basically, basically the, the stretch of cricket that's happening now is the really difficult part and has been the really difficult part on the previous three days. Mm. And that's the bit that England didn't quite get to get to. Um, I don't know why that is. It's probably a conditions thing. So, like, I guess the the cracks open up with the heat of the the day, uh, and you know it gets to whatever time it would be in India now before starting to cool off a little bit and, and playing a little bit easier in the last hour. But right now, when we're talking, is when England wanted to be bowling, and they needed an extra fifty runs to do that. And yeah. I do, I do wonder. Um, if they, you know, from a, from the perspective of could they have won this game, I think that really is the the key thing. Those those extra fifty runs because it means that England would have batted through to the end of the day. It means that India would have been delayed. They'd have spent less time batting when the pitch was yep. over the over the course of the Test match proven to be a better pit surface to bat on, and more time batting on the during the period of the day when when we had seen it be a minefield. Now, we don't know for sure that it would have been a minefield today, but, um, you know, the the first three days, there was a, a pretty clear trend there. And uh, that's, that. I think, if you're if you're looking into why England lost, it's it's probably actually, it probably actually goes back to Jerv Jarrell's runs yesterday morning and extending India's innings enough and getting them close enough to England that, that, the whole test match shift timeline, if you yeah. like, shifts. Yeah. Um, so, so we're we're gonna we're gonna yeah. chalk this one up to the passage of time. That's the that's the reason for England's defeat. Well, that and DRS, um, obviously. <laughs> we, we obviously to... Of course, yeah. <laughs> uh, Max, can we take a quick break and then we'll come back and um, we'll, look. We'll I, I don't know. There's probably a little bit of praise for Jaiswal and Rohit. Probably a little bit of praise for Shah Bashir um, and and. Um, it would be funny to laugh at Michael Vaughan, who actually wrote or ghost wrote a whole think piece on DRS yeah. uh, yesterday. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. 
That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Cricket Podcast, where my coffee is refreshed, and we're about to continue talking about the fourth day between India and England. The fourth and final day. Um, Max, what do you want to do? DRS, Shah Bashir, or Jais will bat well again? Um, Let's let's save DRS for the end because I think that's okay, so right, much cool. fun. <laughs> let's uh, do the well, cricket first. <laughs> uh, it was um, I said that opening partnership broke the back of the chase, and once again, Jaiswal is at the forefront of that. I know Rohit Sharma makes the fifty, but it's more sexy to talk about the guy who scored the runs faster and is younger. Mm. Um, feel free to talk about Rohit if you want, but Jaiswal's good, isn't he? Uh Rose has had his time in the sun, hasn't he? He doesn't need more praise. Jice, well, um, well, actually, we spent a lot of time praising him over the last yeah. week as well. So, uh, yeah, maybe maybe we should just stop praising both of them. But I mean, it was I mean, when you talk talk about what you, what you were talking about just before we we took a break about the run rates, and you know, that's that's exactly what Jice will did P- put England to the sword. Really, I mean, Eng- England's bowling last night was was pretty poor. Their bowling this morning was was a lot better, but they they still they still took the fight to England. They they identified that the best way to to break the back of a tricky chase is to get some quick runs up front and you know make it so much harder for for for, for the other team because I mean it's hard enough trying to defend 192 and take 10 wickets. Um because you've obviously got to balance the risk and the reward, the wicket-taking, catches, etc., with where you place your fielders to prevent the runs. And um, I think that was kind of evident in the way Shubman Gill and Jarrell were able to go about it this afternoon after England had managed to wrestle back a little bit of pressure and, and put it on because of the way Jaiswald batted to start with and, and get them to that um, sort of 80-odd for none point. It meant that you know, England, they had to attack, but also had to like leave a couple of guys back because if you just let them have an easy boundary, it becomes too too um too easy to chase those runs down. And that is what allowed Jarrell and Gill to play the way they did, you know, dead batting, nerdling it around, taking one or two and over, and looking really comfortable without having to drive out the rough or do anything that increased the risk of losing a wicket. Like exactly how Jaiswell got out driving out the rough and one spitting a bit, you know. There was one occasion where that almost happened to Drew Jarrell and it fell short of Shabashir. But the way Jaiswal and Rohit Sharma batted to start with meant that they didn't have to take those risks and just made the rest of that chase so much more manageable for India. So you have to give a lot of credit to the guys up top for, for the way they yeah. batted and, and set the chase up. If you want like a just a really sledgehammer to crack a walnut example or illustration of this, when Jaiswal's out, the run rate is about five and over. The run rate at the end of the innings ends at three ends at three point one four. Mm. So do the maths on that. After Jaiswal's out, India go from scoring at five and over to about two point four. 
So yeah, yeah the, the run rate halves. Now I think that well, is they didn't, it, they didn't hit a boundary for about twenty overs. Yeah, I think that is because it was probably easier to bat early and and what England bowled eight full tosses in five overs last night. So <laughs> yeah. that 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 obviously helps the the run rate situation, but also it's a it's a big weight off the rest of the team if you are if you are able to do that. Um Shoah Bashir bowled well uh, again. He picked up three for seventy nine, so that's eight for the match for him. I think he was on a hat trick at one point. Um he he completely and this is this is I uh, yeah there's some credit has to go to to Bashir here. He completely neutered Ravindra Jadeja. Four off thirty three, um forty five minutes of just dead batting, basically. Mm. And then he hit him with the then he hit him with the world's most dangerous wicket taking delivery. The uh, the old full toss. <laughs> yeah. And that was that <laughs> it bored him into submission by bowling well. <laughs> It's the Ray and Ahmed approach. Um, rather, rather take a wicket with a bad ball than uh, keep bowling good ones. But yeah, yeah. I, I think that some credit has to go to him. And um, I don't know. It, it's, it's sort of selection questions are often qu- quite counterfactual. Um, in as much mm. as you, you never really know whether uh, an alternative option would have done better or not. But I think we can say with some degree of certainty that 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 it wasn't a disaster picking show of Bashir. Um it, over the two matches he's picked up twelve wickets, which is pretty decent at an average of thirty two. Maybe like that average to be a tick lower. But um mm. he bowled very well in this test. Yeah, and let's let's not forget that the the test, the previous test was played on a, a very, very good batting surface. Um and there wasn't a huge amount in it for 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 the spinners until you know maybe quite quite late on in the game so and he had a lot of a lot of work to get through as well so very impressive i mean the obviously the was it the 31 over spell that he bowled in the first innings was was the the real highlight from from him just the 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 control that he showed with that at such a young age is is really impressive and it, it does look like <laughs> england have um you know by chance or by design um stumbled upon something that is potentially uh um, a real could be a gem. It will be interesting to see whether he gets much of a, sh- a shot in, you know, games in England, or whether this is purely a um, an overseas uh, games in Asia kind of selection. But he certainly looks like he's uh, got um, got the attributes and and the control that you expect and want from your leading finger spinner. So yeah, uh, very impressed with, with him for how he's come into the side and and performed and it's um yeah it's a good sign for England's spin contingent which has been you know not not the hottest in the last 10 years shall we say um mainly because Jack Leach spends half of his time on the sick bed the poor bloke (laughs) yeah like I I I mean I think it's I think Bashir did well well um I also think it's it's I think overall the spinners that England have selected have been all right um, I think that it's it's sort of worked, hasn't it? Like if mm. you look at the the narrative, it oscillates quite wildly from oh look, all this crazy selection with release points and things like that has worked wonders for England. Look at them tear through India, and then like a day later, it will be well. The difference between the two teams is that India spinners are way better than England spinners, and England spinners are toothless. Um, 
and I think the truth, as ever with those kind of things, is is somewhere in the middle. Like I, th- I think Hartley and Bashir have bowled well, and I think they've also showed why they're probably not going to play a hundred tests. Yeah, if that makes sense. Like, yeah, and that's okay. I mean, like I think it's okay to be in a, 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 a you know a, a, a test match specialist for one part of the world. Like that, that actually makes a lot of a, se- a lot of sense from a bowling perspective. Um, so hopefully England, you know package what they've learned <laughs> package what those two have learned and and can take that forward to the to the next series against Sri Lanka or Pakistan later in the year and and use use the the experience that Hartley and Ryan Ahmed and uh Bashir will have now um to to good effect um I think your point about leech is a good one as well uh I, I, I like it's it it is unavoidable. Well, look, yeah, not unavoidable. Like you know, Jack Leach is is an extremely injury prone bowler, so mm. relying on Jack Leach to be fit is a little bit of a fool's errand. It's um, it's we were talking about India. You need a plan B. <laughs> how a lot of their players are in the their mid thirties now, and it's just not it's not reasonable to expect them all to to play in every match because they're by athlete standards quite old men. They're going to get muscle injuries. Um, Jack Leach is is in that category of player as well for, for slightly different reasons, but it would be unreasonable if you were an England fan to expect him to play 15 tests a year. Like you, you might get seven. Um, it's unfortunate though, that that of the seven matches we might see from Jack Leach this year, only one of them will be in India mm. and only one of them. And in that one, in that one, he picks up an injury that now requires surgery. And I think in games like this, this is where a slightly better bowler Slightly better spinner than Jack. Jack Leach would have been massive for England today. Might have been more useful. I mean, like just to go back to that for that full toss point. That's that's one of the things that Jack Leach, with the exception of that one random test in Australia where he completely lost the plot, it's it's one of the things that he doesn't do very much. He he is quite consistent. He's quite a boring line and length bowler, and this was quite a boring line and length pitch in yep. in a way. And. Um, I think that was probably a little bit of a miss. If if you actually want to look at reasons that aren't like DRS or you know, <laughs> whatever, like if you if you want to look at structural reasons why England might have lost this test when they were in a in a winning position or, or why they were unable to bowl India out, the absence of their best spinner is a is a better argument to make than you know just whatever tea leaves that you're <laughs> you're, you're reading. Um, Max, uh, DRS, have you got any thoughts on that? Uh, well, I mean, I don't have any thoughts on DRS because there, there aren't any to have. I can't believe it's a conversation. I've got plenty of thoughts about what people are saying about it, which is that they've all lost the plot. Um, I don't know what what's going on. Is there some like Russian Twitter bot hack that's decided before the UK elections later in the year they're going to plant seeds of discontent around DRS that might feed into the political discourse. I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm genuinely at a loss as to why people are still harping on about DRS. Right. But what, well, because is it, are we, I mean, there was obviously there was the thing with the, <clears throat> the thing with the pictures and the stumps and like the last test, like fight that was a bit weird, but like people are, they've just, they've just lost like they're rat- it's rattled, isn't it? People are rattled again. It's like the rattled ashes, but the DRS, like we were talking, everyone's been talking about this, ball to Joe Root where you can literally see the image where more than half the ball was in the line of the stump so like it's out so like why is anyone even talking about it well, <laughs> it was an England there was it was an English journalist posted a thing on Twitter saying like look 
here's the example, here's the rules, it's out, it's close, but it's out. And then there were people having a go at him for being a whinging like crybaby, we're just like, what are you talking about? I'm just saying that it's out. Everyone's lost their minds. <laughs> they just need to sh it, shut up I mean, and get on with it. It's so it's bizarre. I mean, I, I, I got, I've got, I've probably got a little bit more sympathy for the Indian viewpoint on this as a collective. In the, if you have to are England watching. Yeah, I mean, like, I, yeah. I, I, well, not England. I mean, I think, most, like we were saying yesterday, there's one percent of people are dumb enough to think this is a this is a conspiracy, yeah. but yeah. That, because they're so fucking dumb they elicit a reaction from everybody else who's like, you're dumb, mate. <laughs> um, and Michael Vaughan, in this case, is the dumb one, who's written an article in the in the Telegraph saying that we need to have cameras inside the DRS uh, truck. Presumably, and like the only reason you can think that is, is you think that there is a man a, in that a grand truck conspiracy who is changing where the ball bounced to, to benefit India or something like that. Um, and that... That is quite an. That, I mean, that is quite an inflammatory thing to say, and I can see why there is a reaction to yeah. that kind of thing. Because what Michael Vaughan is saying there is that India are cheating. When yeah, obviously, which is a disgraceful thing to yeah, to allege, like, like, with zero even, evidence. <laughs> even the most basic understanding of how the DRS system works or Hawkeye works will tell you that that is impossible. Um, so I can see why you'd be angry with Michael Vaughan, um, yeah. and you'd probably be right. I mean, like the the guy is. <laughs> Yeah, you know, he's got a bit of a track record. Let's put it like that. <laughs> <laughs> he he won the 2005 Ashes, established himself as the finest cricket mind of his generation, and then has been working ever since to discredit his own achievement. Basically, it's it's to, to prove that it was a complete fluke. So I don't know, don't get sucked in. Um, Max, I think that's probably it for, for this pod. Um, thanks yeah. very much for listening and watching, everyone. If you're on YouTube, please do click like and subscribe. We've got a decent number of people watching, and we want to see that subscriber number tick up. We're nearly at 15,000 subscribers, Max. That's good. Yeah, it's so incredible. Help us out. Help us out. We only need like 70 or so subs to, to get there. Um, we're at, at the Cricket Pod on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook, and patreon.com forward slash the Cricket Pod is where you should go to support the pod also if you're on apple and, and spotify leave a review there's plenty of messages take them away uh we'll be back you know talking about more cricket in the near future goodbye everyone goodbye sports social podcast network hey guys it is ryan i'm not sure if you know this about me but i'm a bit of a fun fanatic when i can i like to work but i like fun too it's a thing and now the truth is out there i can tell you about my favorite place to have fun chumba casino they have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week you can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw group void prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus.